What is going on, everybody? Hello, and welcome to another session of Awaken Your Work Life. Why? You know, I'm the money chick, and the money shows up because you're living authentically in the world. And so many of us in our work lives, we do it for the paycheck. We're not doing it for the joy and the happiness. And you can have both, and you can have them both so much better than what you have today. <laughs> but it might be a little nervous to kind of quit in this kind of environment, which is why Karen and I have decided we want to talk about that. Karen, welcome, 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 everybody. You know, I, it seems almost blasphemous, right, Julie, to even think about like, who are you? Are you too big for your britches quitting a job in this kind of environment? <laughs> Girl, shut your mouth. Yeah. You gotta be glad you have a job, which is true. Your parents right? are like, what are you thinking? There are a lot of people who don't are out of work. There are in complete industries that have been decimated. So it makes us feel ungrateful, yeah. right? If you're considering leaving a job and nobody said you were leaving one job without having a plan. We didn't say, <laughs> are you ready to quit without having a new job in place? We didn't say that. <laughs> See, look yep. where you guys went. So we're not just completely leading you to the edge of a cliff. No, we do want you to think about what is happening. If there's a, if you have a hint of wanting to change your job situation, the question is why? Mm, there's always a why. There's always a why. Is it the environment? Are you just bored? Are you tired? Um, do you want to do something different? Do you feel like there's something you've always wanted to do? Like, is it, is it aspirational? Is it um, just an emotional thing? Like, I don't like it there anymore. Like, what is the reason? That's the first step, right? Is yeah. why. And you know what? Sometimes I even tell people that we get so hung up trying to figure it out maybe you're at a point where you don't even need to know why. Mm -hmm. And you just need to know that it doesn't make you giggle anymore. Mm -hmm. And people will say to me going, Julie, it's a job. Really? Are they supposed to make you giggle? Like to me, that's so sad that we're in a place now in our environment that we don't think that our jobs can be fun. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you want to spend so much of our life going through something and being in the workforce with something that doesn't feed your heart and skull and make you giggle. And yeah. you're not too big for your britches to quit today. Oh, we're not, we've not been, um, trained. To, Tell me more. We've not been trained to think about the work that we do as something that should make us feel even better, mm, feel bigger, right. feel stronger, feel more empowered. You know, yep. we, we tend to enter into our work as a means to an end. Right. I work so that I can X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. But just like that adage, um, it's not the destination, it's the journey. There's an element of that here too. Right. Like the journey... Right. Your work is your journey. It's a huge part of your journey. And why shouldn't that be enhancing to you? Why shouldn't it 
make you better in some way. We just, it's just, it's all about perspective, but we're not, we're not taught to think of it like that. You know, one of the things I, I take people through, or I firmly believe is that, you know, your work should be feeding you while you're serving others. Well, we forget about that part. You know, I remember early on in my business, I, <laughs> I'll never forget this. Like I did not charge for my time. It was just, if I sold financial products mm -hmm. and that's true for many financial professionals. And I remember that being such a disconnect because I had to work like 80 hour work weeks to meet enough people and where they actually had the need for the products that the company I worked for that wanted me to sell. Mm -hmm. And that was insane. They're like, Jewel, like I literally just had a friend of mine who was interviewing with an insurance company and the insurance company literally said in the interview process with a group of recruiter, recruiter, re recruitees, <laughs> people being recruits, thank you, recruits. <laughs> Um, see, silly things get me jammed up. <laughs> and he said, anyone can buy our products who can fog a mirror. And literally that is what we are taught in the insurance industry on that side of the house. And, you know, when I was 22 years old, that's where I was trained. I was trained by an insurance company and it was like, I couldn't do that to people. I couldn't sell people something that didn't feed their heart and soul and their need for their families. Like I couldn't just sell it to anyone who fogged a mirror. Well, you had the strength and the fortitude not to give in to that. Correct. So many people who like, okay, they might start out like resistant to that thinking, but oh, not explore it. Mm -hmm. But over time, that's just like, that's just the way it is. And that's what we're talking about today. Everybody is, it doesn't have to be that way. And Doesn't you don't much. have to be like a no think Nelly to like make these kinds of decisions. There, there are ways to be thoughtful and mindful, but right. the first piece is to explore it. Like, oh, you know what? Acknowledge it. I am not super happy here. Like maybe this isn't something that I want to keep doing. And here's my thing. I don't care how old you are. Right. I don't care if you are a new kid on the block, or if you are years and years and years into your tenure at some place. Um, because the truth is you don't know how many years you have left. And the question is, what is the quality of the life that you want to lead? Is this really okay with you, you know? And I, and I also like gratitude is such a double-edged sword. What do I mean by that? People will tell you, you better be glad that you have blank. <laughs> oh, the good old guilt. <laughs> it, is completely, it is completely guilt based. Oh. And then you sit there and you're like, wow, who am I to complain? Because at least I have a roof over my head and I have shoes on my feet. And all of that is valid, mm. but that can't, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be pursuing the things that you want. Right. Like, yes, I'm grateful that I'm not suffering. Right. But that's not where my dream or my vision stops. Like, is it really enough to be like, oh, I'm not suffering? Right. Hmm. No. Nope. So. Nope. But because all it does over time is create disease in your body. Yeah. And there are a lot of us, there are a lot of us who feel like I don't have any right to want more. Mm. 
who am I to want more? Because there's so many other people so much worse off than I am. I need to be grateful here, making my $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. I am not begrudging. I'm not belittling. I am not diminishing. I'm just saying, who decided that that's where our thinking, our planning, our visioning needs to stop? Whose voice is that? Right. And honestly, I think a lot of it is based on control. Mm. You know, like the industrial revolution created a lot of systems that are now breaking down. You know, it's just like every time I think, every time I think about that. Breaking down right now? (laughs) (laughs) See, literally that's how we have to make our decisions today. As if that nothing is happening outside of ourselves. Why? Because then you go to fear and you make decisions from a place that is not in your best interest. It's not coming from a place of being in your power. Yeah, that's right. And And, and, and and we have to really watch these fear-based communications that are all around us right now. Yeah. And, and, And none of them, none of them should be taken into account while you're trying to make decisions for the next right step for you and your family. Yeah, because all of these rules and regimented ways of doing things did streamline activities and speed things up. And that's what the industrial revolution did is we went to line manufacturing and we could spin, spin, uh, speed things up, but we also needed workers for all those jobs. So this is what co- high school looks like. And this is what college looks like. And you got to take these subjects. And the, these are the test scores that will determine if you deserve to go on to the next level. And, and we've learned so much more now about learning styles, learning types, you know, people who are, have gifts and skills in certain areas, but we're still trying to process them through. And it was all about control. I want to cookie cutter as many of the outputs as I can. So just, you just better be glad you are where you are. And it was about control. And even you better be glad that you are where you are keeps you small. You can feel how that makes you want to go like, okay, I'll just, appreciative. I'll be right here. No. No. (laughs) Oh. So systems, parents, grandparents, for whom those rules worked, it helped. It helped them. They got through their system. They did what they were told. They we're beyond that now. We're at another level in that Maslow's hierarchy. Yep. You know, and you have an opportunity, like you have a right, you have a right to, to fight. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Don't throw away your shot. Not throwing away my shot. Um, to like evolve. Right. And what would be your next step or your next hope for those of you who want to stay where you are and just, uh, retire and go on to do whatever it is you want to do next, you're probably not even listening to this. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing. People are retired. Retiring today is not what retiring was even five years ago. Yeah. You know, I have, I have multiple people who are like, okay, I'm going to retire from this job. And then so much of my income is going to be to live, but I know I have this calling to do other things. 
and and I want to do those other things. And and that can still bring income in, but you're doing it from a different place. Completely. And this is where those of you who are not ready to retire who are watching that I think it's really super important that you don't have to wait to that point of retiree to do that. Because what I have witnessed is that 50% of my male clients between 55 and 65 have developed cancer around their hip area. And I started, I learned from Deepak Chopra. He said, a cancer cell develops if that cell has lost its sense of purpose. And I was like, all these guys got cancer. How did their, how did they lose a sense of purpose? All of these clients were let go of their jobs, not by their choice. They had all gotten signs along the way Mm -hmm. that they should transition, move, go to another place because it wasn't feeding their heart and soul. And then the company did it for them. Right. And so even if you're not at that place of retirement, I have people are going, okay, I only got eight more years. I'm like, you sound like you have a prison sentence. Right, right, right. <laughs> like it's okay to dream even in your fifties and your sixties, your seventies. It doesn't matter what age you are. What's the dream for this stage and season of your life? Right because it's okay. And I learned, you know, I had an employee resign yesterday and we put our heart and soul into this kid. We helped him move from Florida up to Chicago. That's where he wanted to be. We got him all licensed and everything. And yesterday he resigns. And my brother who works with me was sitting there and going, Jewel, we put this all into him. I go, Mark, we are not vibrationally who we were nine months ago when he came here. And he literally said, you guys talk way too much like with clients on a warm and fuzzy perspective. And I I can't do that. And I need to go. And it's like, so we need to just allow things to vibrate and fall away from us. The problem is we get scared and all that shame and guilt. We try to grab it all back. Yeah. Because of the unknown. Right. And one of the best mysteries in life is to not know. Like if you're one of those ladies out there that had to know the birth of your child before your child came, like you got some control freak stuff you got to work out there because it goes into your work life. It goes into your family life. It leaks over. And I understand we like to know, but it's really important for us to be in the mystery because that is actually life. You know, like right now the pandemic is completely like people don't know. Like we were literally just shoved in mystery. (laughs) And people are like, ah, it's because we've done everything literally. And we've tried to keep it straight and we've tried to keep it organized. And that's that rules and regulations piece. And I think that we're, we're in a window. I mean, part of last year, I think was to help train us to be more comfortable in navigating through our own direction because the places that used to give us direction are like, "Eh," they're kind of not there or buzzing out in a different way. Totally. Um, But yeah, this this idea of needing to know, because here's the thing, everybody wants things to be fresh. So if you are controlling, because like, I need to know the outcome, this, 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 and this, the question is, how are you living out your refreshes how are you living out the surprise the like the the news the need for news the need for updates um because the less you allow that in 
the older you get. Just you're just like aging in place. Because you're not open to the evolution. You're like you're stopping yourself. You're trying to control all the pieces. And it will aid you to try to do that as opposed to learn to be nimble and roll with like what comes up. Life. Yeah. Flexible body creates a flexible mind. Ah. Yeah, it's true. So those of you who, who like, I have a lot of um, people say, oh my God, I can't even touch my toes. I'm like, that just shows the inflexibility. And maybe you don't know where to start. You know, we were talking last week about you don't know where to start to clean some of that clutter. Make, start with your closets. That's an easy one that people start with. People are like, what does this have to do with my work life? I'm like, because I'm sure your desk is cluttered. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure like we literally decided to consolidate our office spaces and we're renting one out and we're only going to operate one because half the people are going to be working from home and stuff. Right. And I'm like 18 years of stuff in my office I had to go through. Yeah. And, and, and I wanted to go through it. I mean, Karen, I was reading notes from 2010, 2009 that you, had, you and I had gone through. And I was like, why do I still have this? Like yeah, great memories, but it was just like, you not can't necessary the moment when you have all this, this past. Right. Right. And, 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 and so if you want to start to be more nimble and more flexible and try to get rid of your inner control freak, start to do yoga. Because that will start to create flexibility in your mind because you're creating flexibility in your body. Yeah. And it also focuses, there's a breath work component, mm. right? Which is really important to reducing stress and uh, managing ideas. Like inspiration literally is to inspire, right? Is the root. And to inspire is to breathe. Totally. In. <laughs> yep. 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 So. And if those of you who are watching have never tried breath work before, it's transformational. It is absolutely transformational. You know, and if you want, if you're here in Chicago or you want to Zoom with somebody, you know, that's in Chicago, I, I have resources, you know, just yeah, send we can, message. We can share we can resources to people who do this breath work that it's absolutely transformational. We did a, we did a, before everything went down, we had the November before pandemic hit, um, in 19, we actually did a uh, workshop out in Sedona, Arizona, and we had someone come in to do breath, breath work with the people that attended because breath work in itself creates space in your physical body. It was really interesting. This breath work professional actually like pressed on one part of my pelvic area. And I thought I was going to hit the roof <laughs> and he just had me breathe into it. And then, so whatever was stuck there released. And it was like, then my body became more flexible because I had more space. And then you're more calm. And it, because remember, if we have a hijacked nervous system, because if we're operating in fear and we have this hijacked nervous system, you can't operate from your heart because yeah. your heart closes when your nervous system is like, ah! and how many people have anxiety going on today? Yes. So many. I mean, we don't quit these jobs that we don't really love because we have high anxiety. Yeah. And you can't tap into your heart when you have high anxiety. So it's about how do we get you to take this anxiety down so that you can open up that heart and look beyond your blind spots. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a physical impossibility to be experiencing 
to having to have that adrenaline rush if you are breathing that that like adrenal reaction I should say not rush right so you, you got to keep breathing through it sounds really basic it's definitely a practice and it definitely works we are meant to breathe <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't understand masks sorry I'm like yeah. <laughs> I understand masks I'm actually just being funny people um, before I offend anybody, <laughs> um, I actually, speaking of masks, I have to share this one. I saw one person wear one the other day. Literally, you can take a picture of yourself right now, send it to the mask company and it's your actual face. That's the mask on so the bottom like, part. Oh, how like, clever is that? And I'm like, oh, see, we can have fun with mask wearing too. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw somebody wearing this part was like a puppy. So like, it looked like they were a dog in the face. Like there's all kinds of stuff out there now. But see, this is the kind of things like, think about the entrepreneur that followed their creativity and their heart. And then they're coming up with these new business ideas. So as much as things are shrinking in this atmosphere, there are new innovations and creativity. Absolutely. That people are coming out of the ashes with these days yeah. that are amazing. Yeah, entirely new industries and businesses and ways to supplement. I mean, logistics has never been more important. Trucking right. companies, delivery companies, like all of this are never more important. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's all kinds. So it doesn't all have to be like some high-end thing, what like extensive thinking. Like, no, like a lot of um people spending more time at home stuff is breaking down faster yep uh, contractors people that do in-home like like uh plumbing and stuff like that these people are hoofing it busy well and i even know this past weekend because i'm doing a lot more of these videos and everything i had to have new lighting put into the room that i'm in mm -hmm. and so i spent one of my days this weekend helping my uncle install a bunch of fixtures and you know, and it's just like, yeah. you're right, like there is, so as much as it really is what we choose to focus on. Mm -hmm. And so if you're sitting here, sitting here going, how am I going to quit my job? You know, here, here's what I know to be true. If you don't choose to quit your job and you already know it's not serving your heart and soul, as we transition over the next couple of years to this new reality of our work lives, you will be one of the ones to let go. Yeah, because it shows up everywhere that you're not loving what you do. And it's not that you're a bad person. It's not that you're not showing up for work, but I have watched this and witnessed this for years with people. And so it's really about doing it from a place of empowerment and, and shifting your life as opposed to waiting for somebody else to, to bring the gauntlet down. Yeah. Yeah. And that this window is all about that. 2021 is all about self-determination, self-trust, mm -hmm. you know, creating ways to empower yourself coming from within. Right. This is the, this is all about that. And um, yeah, and you don't have to have, you don't have to be, have to be knocked out of your path in order to pay attention. And here's the thing you guys all know, you know, in your heart of hearts, I like to say that your heart is always telling the truth and it'll look like a betrayal, 
right? Your mouth is saying one thing, but your heart is like, no, that's not quite right. That's what that mouth is saying, not quite right. (laughs) And the truth is going out. And so we are energetic, magnetic beings. And so we, we register those frequencies, even if you haven't said anything. So your boss, the people around you, the stuff is feeling your discontent, even if you're not, you're trying to hide it. So come into truth with yourself. Everything energy. Mm-hmm. Come into truth with yourself because guess what? It's getting told, your, your business is being told anyway. You think it's not, it is. <laughs> You've been outed. Outed. It shows up even just how you show up on Zoom in your meetings. It shows up of, you know, like I I I witnessed someone else who um, didn't make it a priority to actually connect with team members, and it's like, well, that's a tell sign you don't want to be around your team members. Mm -hmm. You didn't make the effort, you know, when you were in the area to like just give a shout out, going, hey, you want to grab a bite to eat? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like you, you just literally showed your aces on the table. So it's like, okay, I understand. We are getting the messages, even though you're not literally putting the message right in my face. No, paper. that's right. I mean, another one of those adages, actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the person showing you as opposed to what they're saying? Right. And you think and- you're not registering, you don't understand what it means. You're getting it. And one of the things that I wanted to share, um, I'm in the process of actually finalizing, and I have this list in my book, Awaken Your Wealth, of all these things to do in your work life. I've actually um, put someone to the assignment to actually um, put them into a PDF. So I'm, I will make sure that I put that in the comments below. Um, we should have it done in, before Friday. And because it's ways for you to start to think about what is it that you want to really create in your work life, you know, and certainly card, if there's anything that you have that, you know, to get people to start thinking in that direction, Um, because I think the more tools we can give people to help them on this journey to, I mean, you wrote a book called I quit. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know that Karen's got a book called I quit. And um, because she did, she quit. She quit corporate America and she launched her life. (laughs) I did. Started living then. And really have never looked back. Not so much. Mm -hmm. And can you tell people how that felt like when you first quit or the moments before? Yeah, you know, well, the moments before I was nervous. Like you're nervous. People, everybody around you is saying like, they just told you you could work in any role in this company that you that you might want to. And you're making six figures and you've got two kids at home and a husband. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? And so of course that's like in your ear the whole time. Um, but I was really not happy and it was showing. And uh, it wasn't because of the work and it wasn't because of the people. It's just, I was no longer a fit for that kind of work. And um, and then there would be people, I mean, we had tried, I gave my boss three months notice mm-hmm. so that we can, so she was like, yeah, for the next two months, we're just gonna be quiet and I'll be trying to find somebody to, and needless to say, people still found out four weeks later, everybody knew. I'm like, well, I haven't told a soul. 
So there's only one other person who could be sharing. Yeah. Um, but people would come into my office and close the door and sit down. Wow, tell me more about what you're doing. I wish I could do that, but I only have five years left until I, you know, hit my retirement goals or I have this or I have that or blah, blah. Like there were so many people who felt like they could share once they knew yeah. what I was doing because I wasn't leaving to go work for somebody else. I was leaving to go do my own thing. So the company didn't kick me out. They're like, how long do you want to stay? You know, um, but other people came and, and wanted to share and acknowledge. And I was surprised at how many people up and down levels of management, you know, so opportunities to um, chip away at your confidence of like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? Well, they weren't coming to challenge me. No, but it still makes you think. Oh yeah. Except that they were, yeah, it does. It did sort of. In my case, but for others, it might be, but at that point I'd already quit. I mean, I guess if I had wanted to stay, they would have let me stay. But um, the point I'm trying to make is that there were all these people who in the back of their mind had that. Wanted a different dream. And you took the step and they hadn't. Right, right. And it's funny because another thing that I used to do at, at group in places where people didn't really know each other, like company functions and stuff, right. you're chatting in a small group, everybody's standing around with an hors d'oeuvre plate and a glass of something. And they're like, right. And I would say, if you, if there were no restrictions on what you could do and you could do anything in the world other than what you're doing now, what? would you do? And the number of people who shared some kind of heart-based, service-based, where every time I would teach, I would work for an organization that did this. There was a mission behind. Then I might have said like, yeah, I would be an accountant in an area that blah, 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 blah. But it was always mission based coming from the heart and I think for many people not everybody that's true not everybody but for many people it they want to know that the work that they did made a difference totally I would they're contributing and what we'll say to you guys is you don't have to leave your area of expertise to work in a business or an industry that is making a difference. And you don't have to take a pay cut either. That's the other misnomer. People feel like if they follow their heart, even in the career that they love to do, that they have to take a pay cut to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, because service and kindness and, and goodness was always associated not for like the church the church yeah. and not for profit. And like, you don't make profit helping other people. I met my first CFO of a non-for-profit who made $260,000. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I'd ever met a CFO who worked for a non-for-profit that was paid in the pay ranges of, of regular other companies CFOs. of that size mm -hmm. that were for-profit and not non-for-profit. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, well, interesting. He goes, 
well, why would I diminish the work that I do in the world by not getting paid accordingly? Because my work in the world is just as important as someone over at the electrical company being a CFO over there. Yeah. He said, so we made it in our non-for-profit. We didn't gouge, but we got paid what was standard right. for doing the job that I'm actually right. doing. Right. And what, what that does is it aligns you with abundance and actually more money comes to those non-for-profits that do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember having another conversation with um, a woman who is, uh, she's worked for 25 years, I think, or so at Whole Foods. And um, she really wanted to work for the non-for-profit side. And she goes, but I don't think I can take a $30,000 a year pay cut. Mm -hmm. So here Whole Foods is doing this amazing work in the world, but to take those people who are heartfelt over here, but working for profit and want to go to the non-for-profit, they have to take that big of a pay cut. Like mm -hmm. it makes no sense. It doesn't. It's a Not huge under the same umbrella. Here. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and she had worked for the company for so long. I'm like, okay, I need you to talk to this other client of mine. That's a CFO. Mm -hmm. And bring him in to show the non-for-profit of Whole Foods how to do this. Mm -hmm. and not, because people, that is a barrier of entry. Mm -hmm. You know, when people can't be compensated. And, yeah. and I just told her, I said, and this also goes back to your own, your own heart and your own desires, that you don't have to give up the paycheck to follow the heart. So that just told me that maybe she had to now leave Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. and go do that non-for-profit at a place that would actually pay her mm -hmm. if she didn't want to try to change it from within. Yeah. And she chose to change it from within and she's still there. Yeah, so it's awesome. really interesting to me how it shows up in different places. Yeah, it really? does. And, and here's the thing, there's no downside to trying. Right? right? There's no downside to showing up for yourself. That's the other thing that we were talking about this year it is self-trust self-determination and showing up showing up for self this is a big year for that right because all the places we used to automatically turn to tell us what to do not so reliable anymore so with no one telling you what to do what would you do hmm. right yeah. Like turn Absolutely. off the white noise. Yeah. Turn it off. It's okay to jump off the ledge. Mm-hmm. And, and we can't say this enough that come to our sessions here on Wednesdays because we're here as a support to help you launch this work life that you desire to have. Mm -hmm. And the more you talk to people or take courses and do the people that will support you moving to the next right step for your heart mm -hmm. and your soul from a work-life perspective, the more likely you are going to launch. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to the people that stayed in those careers way too long and they're just counting the days till they can call it a day. Mm -hmm. They're not the ones that made the choices to jump off the ledge. Not. And, and I'm telling you, that learn that yearning for happiness doesn't go away just because you're retired from that place. Right. There is an internal calling that 
your soul wants to be satisfied on some level that you are not accomplishing in your life and it's coming out in your work life per se, but it doesn't end when you retire. It's no different than in a relationship with divorce. You think the shit ends when you're divorced? I'm divorced. That <laughs> shit doesn't end once you get divorced. Because guess what? You date the same bird and you, yeah. you, you are the same person. So you will attract the same employer. The same, unless you're doing your work, you will repeat the patterns because yeah. you're showing up in the world the way you show up in the world. I yeah, you have to go through it. You, you can't do. go around it. You can't ignore it. You have to. You'll have the same boss, the same coworkers, the same everything if you don't shift and tap into your heart as to what's the night, next right step. Mm -hmm. It happens every time. Yeah. And sometimes you can create a whole new experience for yourself in the same company that you're in. We're not telling you that you have to leave your company. But if you see an opportunity or if you can devise an opportunity, then share it. Worst case, they say, eh, not for us. And it'll show up in the craziest of ways. Craziest of ways. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for another week. Hope we became a bright light for you in your work life. Um, and by all means, um, I will put the link below to, um, you can get a free copy of my book because I want to help people on this path to awaken their wealth and get to a life that you love in every area of your life. All you have to do is pay for the shipping and Karin, um, go to beyond blind spots. She will help you through those places that you're stuck. I guarantee it. I'm one yeah, of the come, come and hang out, come and hang and out. I wanted to share her with all of you. <laughs> Oh, great stuff. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank Have a great you. week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.